welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Who's got a sweet tooth? RuPaul is opening up her confectionery factory for 14 brand new queens to battle it out for the crown on season 14. So who will be serving us sweet looks all season and who will be leaving us with nothing but cavities and diabetes? It's time to find out as we preview the upcoming season of RuPaul's Drag Race season 14. And joining me to talk about it all is Islea, Ruby Slay Monroe, and the newly named just for one episode, Janae Slayqua. <laughs> I had to. I had to. It, it works. How are y'all doing? I'm good. Immaculate. Girl, for the times that we're living right now, perfect. Right. I'm doing all right. That's the team. Now, this is being recorded in 2021. This will be released in 2022. So, happy new year? Question mark? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> did we get to new year did the world end who knows we'll find out yeah, we'll find yeah, out. all right well i'm gonna give my disclaimer that i do at the top of every season for the listeners and for anyone else at home as a reminder this is an entertainment podcast we are discussing reality tv show contestants as presented to us through reality television production we are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they also have put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. It's out there. We're all here for having fun. So if anyone wants to get mad at us, shh. Don't we'll take it personal. Right it's just drag. Yeah, go take it right. Take it personal. All right. So before we dive into our 14 new contestants, let's discuss what we know about the season so far. We know that season 14 will debut on January 7, 2022 on VH1. That means we're back to Friday night drag viewing parties. How Woo! do we feel about that? I like a Friday night. I, I like, like the Friday. Thursday. No, Thursday was my favorite because Friday, honey, you yeah. know my I liked Drag Race on Thursdays because you could do the viewing party. Like, I mean, ladies, you can attest that like, you can chime in, but like Ruby and Isaiah, I don't feel like viewing parties make a ton of money. Like, I don't feel mm -hmm. like queens make as much money at viewing parties because you put on the episode, you do a couple numbers, but like, that's kind of it. And so when Drag Race was on Thursdays, you could do your viewing party on Thursday and still make Friday night coin. Yes, I agree. Yep. So that like, is what it if it's Thursday to the day, you know, like, ain't nothing really right. usually happening on Thursday anyways. Like, might as well put on Thursday. Right. And like, like on a Friday. Because you're going out on Friday anyway, so. Right. And so you don't like, want to watch TV on a Friday. Like, Friday night, you going right. to get sucked up. Yeah. Tray. Everybody going out. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, basically, VH1 yeah, was value. like, we have uh, an opening on Friday nights. We need to make money. Screw everyone else who watches the show. <laughs> <Here it is. laughs> 
Well, the cast was officially announced on December 2nd, 2021 in a VH1 special hosted by Simone. I did not watch it live. I watched it later on, um, but it was cute. We got to see the girls and got to meet them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Watched it later on, too. Yeah. RuPaul will once again host it, and I believe, unless something else fishy is going on, we still have Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, and Ross Matthews to return as judges. This season, as guest judges, we have... Alec Mappa, Alicia Keys, Andre Day, Ava Max, Christine Choi, Dove Cameron, Dulce Sloan, Lizzo, Lonnie Love, Nicole Bayer, Taraji P. Henson, and T.S. Madison. Who are y'all most excited for? Taraji! Taraji! Oh my god, yes, Taraji. Oh, I miss Taraji. Taraji is a guest judge on Drag Race, and I'm so happy. Oh my god, I love her so much. Yeah. It's a, I'm it's a, a good I'm a huge Alicia Keys fan, girl. Like Alicia Keys, I grew up on Alicia Keys. So I'm like, I didn't realize I wanted her on the show until they had her. And I was like, I never even thought of her also being like she's not like I don't know if she's everybody's like most excited, but I'm so excited for Andre Day to be on the show. Oh yes. Like, I wonder if they'll because she sings. I wonder yeah. if she'll like judge like a singing. Maybe. Or she'll probably be acting talent. Yeah, it's it's what is exciting about this list. It's a very diverse lineup. Mm-hmm. A lot and of they brought uh, back T.S. Madison. Yeah, oh, a I lot of women her. of color. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. T.S. Madison. T.S. Madison needs to have like a rotating, like the way that Carson and Ross aren't there for every episode. Like T.S. Yeah. Madison in in a season or two, I'm calling it T.S. Madison. All right, who are you knocking out, Carson or Ross? Who's who's getting the chop? I think I think it's I I think, Ross. I think Ross, yeah. Ross, Ross. Go. All right. You all gotta right. go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we do know uh, this is a longer list than I knew, but there will be special guest appearances by Jennifer Lopez, Leslie Jordan, Norvina, and Sarah McLaughlin. Okay. I hope whatever Norvina. Sarah McLaughlin's doing is some sort of parody um, with the, 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 the um, ASPCA and like save a drag queen type thing because that's the only thing that should be allowed. Sarah McLaughlin? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. This was on Wikipedia, so this could be wrong. Uh, but I kind of hope it's not because it's kind of hilarious and ra- random and stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm tuned in already. Yeah. Well, this season will feature two openly trans women and also for the first time in Drag Race history, feature a straight man no. we will get into it we'll discuss no. it um that's the headline <laughs> there's a did you there's another tra- um straight man on drag race uk was it season one he wasn't no. straight he oh, well bisexual yeah uh, was, was he bisexual? he had a girlfriend but he said he was bisexual yeah oh i could have sworn he saw straight he had a girlfriend. no but he's a lovely girl his... he said he is monogamous to her yeah. Okay. I still got all the tea. Okay. No, I'm a drag race fanatic, <laughs> girl. <laughs> so this also will be the first time since season 11 to feature an entirely new cast of 14 queens and the first time since season 9 to feature a queen from Puerto Rico. That was Cynthia Lee Fontaine, the last one. Which is ridiculous. Like, come on. Like, yeah. It's been way too long. All, Absolutely. All of the drag that goes on, like all of the drag that you haven't had a queen there in what four seasons? Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Mm-hmm. 
This is going to be the fourth time the show will feature a queen originally from the UK following Morgan McMichaels on season two, Charlie Hyde's on season nine, and Rose on season 13, even though we all know her as an American, but let Wikipedia have their fun. (laughs) The only notable cast relations to previous contestants are Diabetti, Crystal Method's drag sister, and Willow Pill, Evie Oddly's drag sister. So not many... uh, 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 legends this season, no, no, um, connections, which is kind of exciting and also a little scary. It is interesting though that Carrie Colby is on the season because she's not related to another Drag Race contestant. Mm-hmm. Like her being in the house of Colby, like that's huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The final thing we do not know the details or specifics, but there will be a twist involving a chocolate bar a la Willy Wonka. Um, I know there are people who do know spoilers. I don't really, so I'm going to say nothing. Listeners, y'all think what you want to say. Um, But whatever this chocolate bar thing is going to be, I am just like, what are we doing, Big Brother? Can can we take a guess of what it is? Sure, go for it. I can't, I've seen the spoilers, but... Well, I haven't seen the spoilers. I'm going to say that um, maybe they are safe for the episode, or they get to choose one person that goes in the bottom two okay that's fair my so my theory is i have not seen the spoilers i have not seen the spoilers um but they're doing like the chocolate bar thing isn't that a reference to willy wonka yeah like isn't it a reference to charlie and the chocolate factory yeah yeah it is but they on the movie they did like five tickets right what if it's they get to host the next season (laughs) (laughs) is that what brooklyn heights did there you go Like, somebody's somebody's gonna have like the golden bar or something like that yeah it's gonna be a golden ticket that's just the only i i know for a fact it has to be a golden ticket but um we'll see we'll see what happens now before we dive in again to the contestants what do you want to see on this season for me i just want unique runways after covering all the international seasons on the podcast what i've learned is the other shows they love their culture and they're going to give you culture on the runway. I want culture on the runway. Even if it means like everyone's dressed up as a hamburger or a hot dog, that's America cowboy <laughs> theme. At least it's, we are acknowledging how terrible we are as a, as a country, but every other country like has these beautiful runways. Let's, let's see what else we can do besides fringe. I tool. think, I think on this season, I want to see, I'm with you. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see runways, but I want to see, like, I want looks. And, like, I don't know. I think creativity for me matters more than, like, money. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a really creative runway, then, like, give it. Versus, like, oh, I spent 10 grand on this run, one run, like, this one dress. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm getting flashbacks from Drag Race Italia and how I'm still very angry about that show, but whatever. I think we so got New some, Year, some New Year, pretty, New Year. No, I think we got some pretty <laughs> um, awesome looks. Yeah, I gotta, well, I gotta catch up. <laughs> like, Go so ahead, far, we got some pretty awesome looks, I think, with the, you know, introduction of the queens. Yeah. I don't no, know. There's I know no production duds. Gives them some of them. I, it, I don't know. I will say my, like for me, my opinion on that is it feels like the same thing over and over now. Like it feels like every uh-huh. promo is kind of the same idea. I'm like, I want them to do something, do just do something different. Like yeah. the colors, they seem very like season well, 10. I that one was more 
But I'm like, I feel like we saw this season 11. I'm like, okay, well, colorful. He's in yeah. They're like the same colors. Well, basically, Literally. this, they, they're, I don't know if, uh, officially what they were told, but the color mm-hmm. scheme is basically tertiary, which was the same as UK3. Mm. Oh. Maybe that's why, because it's like it feels like we've seen it over and over. Oh, we, to- we totally have. Put some clouds in the background. It's the same background <laughs> as UK3. Yeah. All well, right. I will well, say, I, I'm excited. I, the thing I want from this season is I want personality. Like, we've mm-hmm. been, like, drag race, it is big. And I know the girl, like, you do got to filter yourself because you never know what these fans are going to say. But I do oh, hope that I want to hear their opinions. I, I don't want too many miscongenialities out there. I, mean, I want to hear what the girls think. Miss Cornbread true. was giving me a lot of personality. Okay. Well, Miss Cornbread. And I, there are definitely some people who are giving me zero personality, and we'll just face right. them. Uh, <laughs> because I think it's time to start meeting the queens. Are we ready? Let's do it. Well, speaking of no personality, who we have in 14th place, our first out, it's Orion's story. Um, girl. Yeah. Okay, so... On Entertainment Weekly, they were given uh, bios, so I'm going to read the bios, and we're going to see if they match up what we, with what we saw. But Orion oh. is a retro sex kitten with a campy edge. As the first queen to represent Michigan, this Midwestern beauty brings a smoldering Lana Del Rey energy to her drag and is eager to share her unique drag styles with the world. I mean, when you say Lana Del Rey energy, of course you're going to have no personality. I will say, hearing Lana Del Rey, it may, I see it, but also it's drag, honey. You want to do something a little more. Uh-huh. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with Islea. When you said Lana Del Rey in the bio, I instantly thought to her Meet the Queens video. And the mm-hmm. hair that she was wearing is very Lana Del Rey. Yeah. But also, like, I didn't get Sex Kitten from any of her looks that we've seen so far. Like, if you're going to call yourself a sex kitten, like, I mean, maybe it's because all of us are in New York, but if you're going to call yourself a sex kitten, like... Right. I I think she was trying to reach a certain (laughs) crowd with that, maybe. Maybe, right. Maybe she's a sex kitten in Michigan. There it is. Um, All all five queens in Michigan. I apologize to my Michigan listeners. I know there are more than five of you. (laughs) Anyway, Orion's story is... Her name is Story, which is um, Chance, which is her boy name's mother's maiden name. She then thought of a name to go with Story and went with Orion. She found this while she was, shockingly, high. Um, she doesn't care what people think about her as long as they think about her. She is not a pageant girl. She is really lazy, and that's a lot of work. And yes, she is a stoner, and it shows. Ruby, what, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Orion's story, the 25-year-old? You're asking me because she's a stoner, isn't she? <laughs> I mean, no, no. who isn't? Who's never? I mean, listen, this podcast is <laughs> not outing anybody, at this but point. right. Um, I don't know. I, I was watching her talk, and I was just like getting. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be honest. I, I was getting bored. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is. I don't feel like she's gonna have a great storyline where we can like watch her all the way to the end. I agree. Janae, what do you think? I, she seems like a nice girl. I just don't know why you would get on. And maybe this is just like a, maybe this is a bias I have, but I don't know why you would get on your introduction video to the world in this way and announce yourself. Like, yeah, I'm kind of lazy, whatever. I'm like, girl, like, I, it goes back to what Isleya was saying. Like, 
if you're a if you're a sex kitten in Michigan, then be Michigan sex kitten. Like you're the mm. first girl from your state, and you just got on here being like, "Yeah, I smoke weed. I'm kind of lazy, and I don't really care." Like, then why are you here? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just giving. Like, I agree with Ruby. It's like, how much of that can people really watch on national television? It's giving like, girl, okay, you won't care for two episodes, and then. Someone's going to comment on something and it's out. It's a wrap. Okay. I'm sure we're going to um, see something more interesting than her being a stoner being there. Now, now I say, what do you think of those see- look? Oh, girl. I mean, I like, I will say, okay, we're talking about this look. I like the dress. It was the styling that was wrong. The, it was like, why that hair? Why, you know, why that structure? Why that jewelry? Why that makeup? I can't lie. <laughs> this is coming for a girl who will walk outside and some chapstick, honey. I'm like, girl, you got to actually put on makeup with them lights, girl. Yeah, well, the, look is by, the look is by Ray Ortiz. The hair is by Orion. Um, any other thoughts on this interesting textured look? What is that? Fabric, the fabric. I agree with Isaiah. The the texture and fabric of the dress is interesting. But my problem was she did the glove in the same fabric, and yeah. in her entire Meet the Queens video, the glove is like falling off of her. Yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like her, like the what would be inside her body. It looks like the inside of the skin. It's weird. Listen, it was beautifully, it was beautifully constructed. Yeah. It's a cute gown. I just don't but know we're if we're waiting to felt y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, give her, I'll give her a compliment. I, I was looking at her online. She's online, she's pretty funny. <laughs> she doesn't take herself seriously online, and it her humor shines through more in that yeah. medium than it did on the I hope I we see a lot of that. I hope we well, see a lot I, of that. I always do a burning question for each contestant. And my burning question for Orion is she is a weirdo stoner. Will her sense of humor translate to the show or will she just be looking for a joint all season long? Hell, I'll be you, looking for one here. You know that I Michelle know. has hidden a joint somewhere in that workroom. And one season, one of the queens will find a joint. You smell for it. You will find it. <laughs> Um, this like look, I'm in They, they got to be able to find some weed from a PA. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> well, this look for me, I do find it weird, but it's intriguing because it is something I've never seen before. And for that, I will give it a two. The look, you give it a two. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two just because it's weird, but it's probably the safest two. Wait, out of ten or out of five? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a toot. It's a toot. Oh, I thought you said a two. Uh, no, no, oh. not a two. No, I'm not. No, I'm. I'm giving her a positive here. I'm giving her a toot. Are we all I'm voting? Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. It's a boot for me. I just didn't know what she was going for. You know, like I didn't get it. <laughs> I yeah. just didn't get it. It's a, it's a boot for me. Ruby. All right. Well, the audience <laughs> the kind, kind of agrees. They were 66% to 34% boot. Okay. And the dress saved her ass. The dress is cute. It is. It was just everything well, else around it was cute. Based on predictions, Islea and Janae both had her first out. Ruby at 12, <laughs> or I had her at 11. So we, we don't have faith in this girl. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. She'll be, hopefully, she's a good time. Yeah. Next up, 
is the 29-year-old, originally from Jacksonville, Florida, but living in Los Angeles. It is June Jambalaya. This Jambalaya is heating up, bringing Black girl magic to the stage. June is known for her fierce dance moves. She is ready to show off her kicks and splits and put a fork in the rest of the competition. Janae, kick us off. What do you think about June? Will it be busting out all over? So for me, I'll start with this. Her meet the queens look that like green and pink like overlay with the earring i thought this was so pretty i thought Absolutely. She, i thought the colors on her were fantastic i thought the way that she draped the fabric through the earrings like tying it in here here like to the mm-hmm. footwear gorgeous she chose an open toe really high shoe which accentuated her leg which i was like like this was someone who for this look she thought about the detailings and how it was going to look when she sat down. She thought about how it was going to look when she was standing up. Like it's so, it's the detail that she put into it and how clean it is that like, this was a two for me. I thought she presented herself really well. I'm not sure if she has the biggest personality, which I think may come back to bite her in the ass later on. But yeah, I, she was very calm down and very like relaxed the whole time she was talking. Yeah, I like her. Aslaya, mm-hmm. what do you think about June? I I can't lie, and it was funny because this look was so like this was one of the top looks in this category. I thought, mm-hmm. but then her other look, oh baby, girl, and then you know they showed the little sneak peek of her um, entrance. I'm like, girl, that was Aslaya at Bad Bitch Wednesdays, honey. You can't come on the your entrance to girl. You can't come up looking at that pedestrian girl on Drag Race, girl. Uh, you're talking about the brown. one where she had the June on her nails? I, that's, is that the brown one? Yeah, the brown one. Yeah. yeah I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. This, okay. this, this one was sick, man. Yeah. The brown one, when she was walking, there were parts of the brown one where I was like, mm, the nails were cute, though. She had the, the June on the nails, and then she had her the jambalaya on the, her cape in the back when she was walking out. I was like, okay, that thought that was a cute detail. I just didn't get like, what did it, like what would what did it have to do with arcade? Like, I was just like, because wasn't the thing like arcade? And I'm like, girl, you came in. I guess maybe she was just going to the arcade. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know there what it is. that was. So her yeah. drag name was derived while in dance class. Her teacher asked her what her birthday was. She said June. She mm-hmm. asked her what her what she last ate. She said jambalaya. Her teacher said, June jambalaya, that's your drag name. Um, she also tells us that she puts mustard in her cup of noodles. I shall not be trying that. Who will who wants to try that? Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, disgusting. Um, she began drag in 2018 in Los Angeles. She calls herself the real housewife of drag. She is inspired by high fashion and urban streetwear. She likes to wear nice clothes but do ratchet things. She says that she does not take criticism well. She hears it, but she will have something to say. If they come for her and it's valid, she'll listen to it and then tell them why it's wrong. If you come for her and it's just to make a moment, she doesn't have time to give them their 15. Now, her interview was really interesting to me because she says she has a performance background. And we we have some performers on this uh, panel with uh, theater backgrounds. You gotta have a lot more personality if you're gonna audition and, and get a role. Like you, you cannot be this subdued. My feeling is based on her discussion about criticism. 
and we know that this is filmed after the season. Maybe that's part of her plot line that she's not going to be taking um, criticism well, and she's she's not going to be doing well, and maybe she's looking so mm-hmm. perfect in this Meet the Queens because she's not going to have much time on the show. Right. Yeah, I de- I definitely noticed that when she said that. I was like, mm, girl, editing just got you right there. Now the hair is by Edward Scissorhands. Look by Ray Ortiz, second one in a row. I love it. I think it's a two. It's incredible. Yeah, two. Two. Am I here? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. <laughs> you good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two. The audience, 95% toot, 5% boot. So they're really on board. My burning question, her energy is a bit low level, but her drag looks high quality in this image. Will she have the ability to stand out on the challenges or is she just an onstage queen? She's another one. Her social media is like, I really like her. She does really good, well-produced videos and really clever. Like she's performing, she's doing a choreo. So I'm like, if she could bring that, what she has in those videos to the show, I, you know, I hope she at least, you know, has a moment. Yeah, we'll see. All right. I had her at 12. I say at 13. Janae at 11. Ruby, you were the highest at nine. So you have faith in her. Yeah, I do. All right. Someone that y'all have no faith in, I have a little more faith in. It's the 26-year-old from Fayetteville, Arkansas. It is Maddie Morphosis. This small town camp and comedy queen is ready for her big stage debut. As the first heterosexual cisgender male contestant on Drag Race, Maddie's quirky performance sets her apart from the pack, and she's here to prove she can perform with the best of them. Her name is a play on the word metamorphosis. She is the first queen to be based in Arkansas and the second to be from Arkansas following Simone. She says she is not a pageant queen like the others in Arkansas, but she has to travel three hours for bookings. She is influenced by pop culture and makes them drag. They consider themselves a drag queen that happens to be straight. Their sexuality doesn't affect their drag or what they do. And when they began drag in 2017, they believed there were lots of straight drag queens out there and have met bisexual, pansexual, and non-binary drag queens, but no straight guys doing drag. All right, so what I want to say about this is there was a lot of heat given to Maddie um, because at the end of the day, when you do a press release as a press agent for a company or a show or whatever, your job is to get people to talk. They did their job. They got us all talking about Drag Race season 14. Mm -hmm. Should this have been the headline? Not a fucking chance in hell. But here we are. And it's obviously not a new thing that um, straight men have done drag. Obviously, Dame Edna, who is very well known for being a straight man doing drag. But that's a different kind of drag and a different kind of scene in a different country. I'm going to be very curious to see how Maddie performs one thing that I'm just not even sure about, and maybe it's just a me thing, but do we call them she? In drag, yeah. In drag. drag. I'm sure she'll be okay with that. In drag. It's, yes. weird. it's weird when people call drag queens a he unless they're like, yeah, that's you're like, right. are you, like, are you trying to come for me right now? But like, <laughs> we know that there are definitely oh, straight men in the world who, if it. you call them she, they would punch you in the face. Totally. So. But I think that, like, I think if in drag as Maddie Morphosis, yeah, she 
she's one of the queens. Go for it, girl. Absolutely. All right, Isla, what do you think about Maddie? What What are your first impressions? I'll say I will give honey the drag is it's not bad drag. <laughs> yeah. She looks good. I I like the look, honey. I will say what what saved it, her for me was when she said her message is kind of she had a message behind it. She's like, I want to let um, straight men know that toxic masculinity get rid of the whole idea. I could fuck with that. A queen with a yeah. message and who knows why they're doing it. I respect it. So that saved her for me. I'm like, okay, let her on because she has something to say. I was going to say that about the message, too, that she doesn't have, like, uh, another really big storyline just yet that we know of, but she she's spreading the message. She's letting people know that just because you're a drag queen doesn't mean, like, you're you're trans or, or you have to be a certain type of person to do drag. Drag is for everyone. I think, adding on to what, Ruby, what you were saying, like, I agree. I mean, I think if we're going to say, if we're all as drag artists, honestly going to say drag is for everyone, then A, it's wrong of anybody to turn around and be like, fuck you for being on the show. Because A, she didn't cast herself. They cast her. So like, good for her. She got the audition the same as anybody else and got her spot. And B, I don't know. Did y'all watch We're Here? Yes. I'm very behind. I won't, spoil, I won't spoil anything, but on We're Here, there have been countless examples of people who don't identify as a member of the queer community doing drag in solidarity or in an expression of allyship of somebody in their life or somebody that they're close to. And I think in a town or in a state like Arkansas, in a town wherever Maddie is from, it's probably hugely significant that a straight white man turned around and goes, yeah, this is an art form that like I have a lot of respect for and has been doing, I think, for five years. Yep. Like, listen, bring it to the runway and bring it as fierce as everybody else and good luck to you, baby. My burning mm-hmm. question is, Maddie made headlines as the first cisgender straight contestant. Will this influence their journey on Drag Race as a headline or will their art speak for itself? And that's going to be important because we have definitely seen RuPaul be like, we need the storyline still. You're going to stay a little longer. And this person who's actually a better artist, bye, we don't need you anymore. I'm we'll very see. curious to see if they're going to wear like wigs because I saw them bald and also with like a headpiece, right? Yeah, I think for those that, um, but on her, uh, her Instagram, she's definitely, definitely giving you female illusion. Okay. This look I mean, the is drag, by I like the drag is cute. I'm, I'm yeah. into, I really liked her arcade look, like when she yeah. came and it was a fucking carpet. I was like, bitch, that's sickening. <laughs> yeah. I was fucking with it. I said, okay, bitch. So this promo look is by V Monique. Um, I think the colors are great, and and deciding to go with a pink face was really bold. And that's not body paint. That that is uh, a bodysuit that she got to match the color perfectly. That's mm-hmm. almost near impossible to do sometimes. So. Good for you matching that. What do y'all think it's about hard. this look? I've seen only a few queens do that. That is two. Toots. It's a toot. The color matches. It fits her well. And her concept is original and creative. I wouldn't think to do something like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's very Doctor Who to me. It's very alien. I'm here for it. Um, I'll give it a toot. Yeah. The audience, 70% toot, 30% boot. 
Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> they gave thirty percent vote. <laughs> yep, I think maybe like, there are definitely girl. those haters out there. We there they exist. I I know they exist. I'm <laughs> all right. I'm looking at her Instagram right now. She likes a non. She likes a body paint moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here for it. All right. Next up is the 25 year old. 25 year old currently living in Chicago, originally from Springfield, Missouri. It is Diabetti. You better be ready. Hailing from the House of Method, this edgy six-foot-four goddess is serving 80s-inspired rock star realness. Daya is known for crafting incredible looks out of any material she got her hands on, and she'll do whatever it takes to claw her way to the top and claim the crown. Her drag name is optimistic nod to some of her struggles as a type 1 diabetic. She is the first type 1 diabetic on Drag Race. She is the drag sister of Crystal Method of Season 12. Even though she does all the things a drag mother would do, she does not want to be labeled as an elder. She is the second contestant with the last name Betty to appear following Season 8's Acid Betty. She says Springfield, Missouri has grown in drag since Crystal was on the show. She plays with the fun, playful parts of life and the darker sides of life. She bases her drag on her feelings and calls herself a human mood ring. She says she's nervous about her comedy and roast challenges as it takes her a long time to pull a joke out of her ass. I say, what do you think about Diabetti? Um, I will say the, cause I had heard a lot about her before mm-hmm. and what I saw was, I was a little disappointed. I'm sorry. I, uh, the look was, oh girl, like, oh honey, I hated it. And then like, uh, I heard interview, it, it made sense. It was like, girl, you're not funny. You didn't really give me much personality. She's not someone who I'm really looking at, but I'm hoping that she changes my, cause that always happens. Like you remember Trinity the Tuck? She mm-hmm. was, I, I, wasn't nobody checking for Trinity the Tuck. You know, so who knows? She could come around and prove something. Ruby, what do you think? Um, I, I like her looks. I think she's definitely more one of the like look queens. I don't know how her performance is gonna be just yet because I haven't seen that. But um, I don't know. I think she could end up like making it pretty far. Yeah, I mean, we've but, definitely seen her her sister do well. Janae, what do you think? Yeah. Will she be as good or better or worse than her sister? I don't, I'm with Isleya. I don't see it. I don't see it. I thought the look was, I thought the look was busy. I thought the look was really busy. And like, don't get me wrong. I know it's drag. It's like, go big or go home. But like, we weren't making it just didn't feel details. like, yeah, I just didn't feel like all of the details were telling the same story. And so it was a little like kitchen sink for me as far as yeah. like the detailing. Kitchen sink. <laughs> so the hair is by Daya. The look is by Mondo. Yeah, the look is by Mondo Guerra. Yeah. I was shy. I was like, ooh, typically Mondo knows how to put those things together in a better way, but that was maybe she designed it. Yeah, I have a feeling this was more influence from Daya than Mondo because, again, we've seen Mondo do brilliant work. Um, it's not the best. I'm going to give it a boot. Uh, I'm looking at it again, like, really, like, up close. And, yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I really want to suit it, but I'm going to boot it. <laughs> and at first, the audience... I, was at it, I was like, well, maybe she had body. Yeah. 
Uh, she's tall. She's very tall. Um, I would be scared to be around her. Um, tall drag queens really scare me. <laughs> I think I would only be scared of RuPaul. <laughs> no, I'll push that out. The taller they are, the, the harder they fall. <laughs> well, this look, the audience was 45% to 55% boot, so they're not feeling it as much, but not as, as much as we hate it. They like it a little more than we do. My burning question is, will the comparisons to her sister Crystal Method all season long be her downfall, or will she be able to carve out a legacy of her own? We'll find out. It's going to be hard, girl. <laughs> now, I had her at five because, there, again, I was dead ass wrong on Crystal Method. And look who was laughing at the end there. Yeah, I have literally. a feeling there's something weird and quirky about Daya that they're going to love as well. So I had her at five. Ruby had her at five. I say yeah. at 11, Janae at 13. So kind of top and bottom. That's why she lands where she does. Um, <laughs> Not Janae had her at 13, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's going home now. <laughs> Next up from Atlanta, Georgia. It's Angeria Paris Van Michaels. The Southern Belle from ATL will light up any room with her charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. An old school drag pageant queen. Angie is here to serve fierce fashion and face with a country charm you can't but help fall in love with. So we learned that she began watching Drag Race on the fourth episode of season one after a friend told her about it on the bus. She didn't watch the other episodes, and I still wonder, has she ever watched those first three episodes? Does she know who Tammy Brown is? Um, her first drag name was Malashia Ray Payne. Glad for the change. She started watching Drag Race. Oh, we already did the one. Uh, sorry. She is country as all hell. She has a pageant background. Um, and she says that they teach you how to prepare for a competition. She describes her personal style as country ass bitch and put that hoe in the red carpet. She is nervous about going home first. She didn't come all the way from Atlanta, Georgia to go home first. Now, I will probably get a lot of hate for this. I have her at 14. And I know it's a personal bias because my burning question is... She's got spunk and personality, but will I ever be able to look at her and not see the characters from Ants? Oh my God. Oh, no. You're a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> you know what I was going to say? I was going to say, why did they invite Jada Essence Hall again to the season? <laughs> oh. no, that's, that's a whole meme on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. All right. Um, Ruby, what do you think? Um, I think. I saw that she's very uh, pageantry background. So I I don't know how she's going to do performing if she ever had to lip sync, but her outfits look pretty good and put together. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, what did, what did I put her? I put her towards the bottom, I think. Yeah, you had what, her what 10. Number is that? You had 10, a 10. Yeah. I think she's going to last a little bit, but I don't think she's going to make it really far. Now, Janae, you, you have high hopes for her. You have her at four. What do you love okay. about her? I see, like, here's the thing. I see it for her. This is a girl who came in and, like, <clears throat> she knows her face. And when I, like, I, when I look at Meet the Queens, I look at the look. Because this is, like, how somebody's presenting themselves in this moment could tell you a lot. And I don't, I think her pageant background is something that's going to be an obstacle for her. But if you look at the garment up close, in the video and in photos, the details are right. 
like the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And she is like, this is somebody who I think on the runway is coming to show who she is. I think on the runway, mm -hmm. she's coming to like, this is what I do that none of y'all hoes can touch me on. I see it for her. I say you see it for her too. You have her at four. I, honey, she gave me all the personality. She gave me, she's a star. Like she just is a star. Like she was just yeah. sitting there. She, was, she wasn't trying to think of the perfect answer. She was just answering the questions and we were still laughing because she just has mm -hmm. it. When you just got it, you ain't got to mm -hmm. manufacture it. I swear I, mean, I, I love each other. <laughs> okay. I'm like, honey, she, Andrew, I, I see it for her. I see it. I think she she'll be a fan favorite. So the look is by Unique Creations. Nails by Southernly Sweet Nails. Hair by K uh, Couture Chaos Hair. Um, for me, this look, and maybe it's the how they edited it, I can't tell if she's super tall or super short because the proportions of her shoulder and her neck are just so scrunched up. And also, I, it's the colors for me. Everyone else is kind of like sweet. And she's doing the Tina Burner thing where she's like, fire and you're like that's not matching anyone else in the room so she's standing out that way but the garment itself is immaculate it is stunning so i'm not worried about her looks at all i'm just worried about the challenges that's what i'm worried about but if she slays it on the runway is yeah. giving is giving is giving sores through baby is giving um very that now I will, she i will say i do worry about her taste a little bit Mm -hmm. With this gown, it's a beautiful gown, but it could have had some editing. It didn't need that. Like, she was just trying to do drag for drag's sake with that big part around the middle. Like, yeah. I didn't like that. And then her arcade look, I'm like, girl, why is it camo? Like, if you're going to come out, like, it, it wasn't even the category to me. If you're coming out as, like, a, I, I'm guessing she was going for, like, villainess or something. Girl, just make it a black mesh part or, or something or have that same material. I still wouldn't have been too excited about the look, but at least it would have made more sense with what they were asking. The I'm arcade, a little worried about her taste. The arcade huh? look was a job. The arcade yeah, look I, was a job. This one, this, one, I, I, this, is a two, the, this one I like, but it, it needed editing. I'll give it the boot. I have to be the boot. Listen, mm -hmm. I need someone to dislike at the start of the season and then be like, oh my God, they're amazing and be wrong. I need to be wrong about someone. I feel like I'm going to be wrong about her. Okay. <laughs> You're selling you, me you, on you, it. Yeah, uh, you're putting the red one? Yeah. The rare one. I'm tooting it. The audience, 64% toot, 36% boot. Oh! No, yeah, wrong. But it, was, but it was like you said, it was around the neck and then that big bulky part. It was a taste issue. Like, you just add it, honey. Add it, add it. Yeah. All right, so I had her at 14, Ruby at 10, and to you, 4-4. Four, four. So that's why she's where she is. So I really tanked her spot. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> All right. Um, next up is the 22-year-old originally from Binghamton, New York, representing New York City. It is Jasmine Kennedy. The ditzy doll of New York City has arrived. Jasmine is known as a high-energy dancing queen who brings polished drag 
and the gift of gab. Her personality may be bubbly and fun, but she is drop dead serious about slaying the competition. So we learned that uh, her first, she first, when she first started doing drag, she wanted a drag name that was slutty, like Jasmine Rikers, like the jail. But when her mom found out she did drag, she told her she had to be a classy queen. She got Jasmine from Aladdin and Kennedy from JFK, but Instagram already had a user with that name, so she switched the Y to an IE. She is the second contestant from Drag Race to be named Jasmine, following Jasmine Masters of Season 7 and All-Stars 5. Her drag mother is Mancy Mandel. She is the she brings pageantry and fashion to her looks. She says that she is the backflipping bimbo of New York City, and I think we all can confirm that. Um, she calls herself very professional, very fun, and very on time, and she says she needs a co-host as she babbles cue that montage and I was like that was fully 100% accurate of her at any show <laughs> this would have been the year she would have graduated college but she got the call for drag race and she says she's been doing drag for seven years Janae what do you think about the hometown girl I I loved Jasmine I really really liked Jasmine's look for her music mm -hmm. I thought that all of the sort of like detail, again, I keep going back to details. I, my eye goes to those things. I thought that the hair and the color that was in the top of the hair was gorgeous because it complemented the bodice of the dress. I thought that the fabric with the, um, and the detailing of the dress with the chain linking aspect, mm -hmm. the grommets in, like I just thought it was so pretty. I thought the draping at the bottom, it gave me a little almost like the bottom gave me almost Grecian vibes. Yeah. And I just thought that she looked like a contemporary, like almost Grecian statue come to life. It was pretty, it was really, really pretty. Um, yeah. I hope she does well on the show. I, I mean, like I've had the opportunity to meet her and like interact with her several times and she's incredibly kind and an exceptional entertainer. So I think Jasmine's going to end up slaying some bitches and some lip syncs this season, though. No lie. I agree 100%. I hope she's I slay, not in the bottom. Yeah, I slay, what do you what do you know about Jasmine? Have, how, have you had the privilege of meeting her? I literally, I remember meeting her at Polish the Queen, honey. She, it was my first time at Polish the Queen, and she came and mopped all our dusty asses up. And honey, <laughs> we always saw her at Drag War. The, the thing about her, she's a very New York City performer. Like New York City, they want the kicks. They want the splits. They want the, the razzle-dazzle. She's going to give that. Like, give her a pop song. I think she's going to eat it. Uh, I would. I want to see if she could do, like, some more, like, story-based performance. I'm, I'm interested to see her, like, in the acting stuff or in, like, a ballad. But see her I, in the I, gowns. I, I think I'm excited for her. I'm excited for her. Ruby, what do you think? I am very excited to see Jasmine on Drag Race because she was actually one of the people that I was looking at like on Instagram before I did drag. I was like, oh my God, this person is so cool. Da -da -da -da. And I just remember like seeing, I don't know, I don't know what Bart she was at, but it was one that had like checkered floors and they all like changed different colors. And she was like, in this neon bodysuit with pink neon hair. And I just fell in love with her. But um, I did meet her at uh, Stonewall and also and she was judging and I was competing. Uh, might've been the same night that Isleya was there, but I don't remember. Anyways, <laughs> she was very sweet. And I told her how like 
she is an inspiration. She's still young, but she's still inspiring younger queens. Young so. is fact. I so I've known her for I mean I guess really since she was doing um, uh, all the little competitions as a baby queen. I remember there was a night at um, pieces like she at that time when she was still her baby queen looked very much like a queen who left New York Bijou. And um, she was Bijou wasn't with us that night. So we all took photos with her and we're like, haha, there's our new Bijou. Um, but I remember like chatting with her mm-hmm. because we were Facebook friends and I had to message her and be like, please take your age off. You're not allowed <laughs> to be in the bars right now. And she's like trying to tell me, no, I'm 22. I was like, bitch, I know better. If I know better, other people can do that work. So um, she's young. She's young, but she's very, very talented. And I'm excited because she's not the first name you would think would be on Drag Race when you think of New York. But that was the same thing with Olivia last season. We saw how well she did on the show. So it doesn't matter how you are in your hometown. It matters how you perform on the show. But my burning question is, she is the lone representative of NYC. Will she do us proud or has Drag Race cast a filler queen? We'll find out. Now, (laughs) this look, hair by Double D Wigs, look by Casey Slater, nails by Daniel Marandola. I love it. I mean... Janae, you said it all. Like she looks like a Grecian goddess. This is exceptional. The colors are perfect. They look beautiful on her because they're 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 just so feminine. And even the materials with like the softness of that 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 um the flow on the bottom with the metal on top, like it just works so well together. This was an excellent look by Casey Slater. Two. Two. Yes, too. Soft too for me. Like if, for me, I feel the opposite way as y'all about that the flowy part. I could have done without it. I feel like it's yeah. cuter without it. And I would have done some more drama maybe somewhere else, but I didn't like the way it just dangled from the bottom of a, a cocktail dress. That's I fair. It was you know, a I feel like, silhouette. I feel like I would have done the rest of the dress and then add the other shoulder, and it would look like a gown with like a gladiator type of gown, yeah. but like very feminine. Mm-hmm. The audience, 72% to 28% boot. That's still two. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> so I have her at nine, mostly because I just think this cast is pretty damn stacked. Um, and I'm just not sure how she'll do in certain challenges. Um, I say you at her at 10 and Janae and Ruby both at six. Oh, it worked. So kind of, kind of where she is now. I kind of, with her, I feel like it's kind of similar to Angeria. She has this natural thing about her that she's easily watchable. I don't think she's figured it out yet. But I feel like when she watches the season and sees everything, I feel like she's going to be like, oh, this is what, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Because she's charming. She's very charming. I think she's, I think, I mean, I had her at six because I think, I agree with you, Michael. I think that some of the challenges may present difficult for her. But knowing how she performs and knowing the style of music that Drag Race picks for lip syncs the majority of the time, mm-hmm. I think she's going to send some people home. It's the singing challenge. That's the one that I'm like, I'm terrified. I've never heard her sing. Um, I don't know if I want to, but I'm sure we're going to get to. Well, I'm sure we'll get to see it. All right. Next up is the 22-year-old currently living in Nashville, originally from San Antonio. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, the spicy Latina dancing diva started drag at the age of 16 and never looked back. A fierce performer who has has been born to do drag. She is looking to dance the house down all the way to the top. The name Georges comes from the word gorgeous and her born name, Jorge. She loves saying the word, oh my God, as we learned at the beginning of her Meet the Queens. She says, 
Texas drag is cookie cutter pageant drag. Her words, not mine. Don't come for me. She calls her drag style very Tex-Mex. Um, Chi Chi from Tu Wang Fu was her inspiration to start drag. She considers herself competitive and looks at others to make sure she is doing her best. She doesn't like to start drama, but she will She'll, if she has to. She responds to conflict by deflecting. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, you are 22. That's what 22-year-olds still do. Deflect. All right. <laughs> Isleya, what do you think about this queen? Well, honey, you know, from San Antonio girl to San Antonio girl, what's up, honey? You know, repping the tone, San Antonio 2 and 0 countdown, two sound, what up? She's <laughs> west side, I'm east side. So, I mean, Joy, and I, also, she has my favorite drag name of all of them. I think Georgia <laughs> is such a clever name. Love it. The drag is a little, uh, you know, you it's it, San Antonio. Yeah, it's straight out of San Antonio. But I do, I think she, she she's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Ruby? Um, Georgia's is definitely gorgeous. Uh, the mm-hmm. name is very clever, um, but she was very, I think she's, how old is she? 22. 22. She looks and sounds very young. So I think she is a filler queen, sorry to say, but I'm, I'm excited to see what she's going to bring to the table. Like just talking and saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And what do you think, Janae? <laughs> uh, Georgia. She's. I think she's really, really pretty. I, I think she's really, really pretty. I got the vibe that she was young from her Meet the Queens video. Um, I do know something about her. I know that she works at Play. Doesn't she work at Play? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know that that's where they pulled. I know that like the likes of Cameron Michaels worked there. I think Brooklyn Heights worked there at one point. Yep. So I think Georges is actually going to be another, like similarly to Jasmine, I think where she can't really find it in the challenges. She's going to get to lip syncs and be like, oh, this is kind of what I am most comfortable doing. This is what I know how to do. And I think that her being young and like a performer, I I get the vibe that she's a performer first. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to aid her in this competition. I think we're going to get a lot of, like, she's one that strikes me that people are going to walk away being like, oh, she turned that lip sync. Yeah. So the look has no designers listed, so we can't give any shout-outs to her designers. I'm very much on the fence on this one because I feel like there's a lot of things that are working, but there's a lot of things that are clashing. Mm-hmm. And the clashing is bothering my eyes. Mostly because, again, there's a softness to everything, but then you have the 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 corset, which is, like, so rough and hard. It looks like armor. It's interesting, yeah. shows, it's interesting that she chose that corset with all of the ostrich plumes or the marigold plumes because it just looks like, it looks like armor, but then, like, Cheerleader. She, tried add, she tried to add, like, an expensive element. Which like yeah. go off. I mean, it everything is oh god. I mean, I can't lie. This is one of my least favorite of looks. Like it was a bad one. None of it makes sense. I'm like, what were you going for? 
you know, what was the concept? What was, you know, she's gorgeous. I'll give her that, honey. She looked in the face and the hair, the makeup. I was like, honey, okay. But the outfit was just, uh, it, it threw me. Yeah. Oh, it needed, that, yeah. that corset needed a bottom. Absolutely. Yes. That, that's was, what's missing. It's that's not just, complete. I was just going to say that outfit looks unfinished. If you don't have, like, if you have a corset like that, you need to have something that goes all the way around or that has something big in the bottom that makes it pop. But she just Maybe she unfinished. needs to borrow Jasmine's uh, uh, little flare in the bottom. <laughs> Probably. Also, we've seen the, like, marabou feather, ostrich feather, bustle, train situation several times in recent seasons. Yeah, it's like, it's cute, but like, okay. If she did it more classically, it would have, because the category, Candyland, the color, that could have been cute if it was just a, if she did it really classic and she could have just sold the beauty and sold the glamour, you know, but she, I think she overthought it. She she wanted to show who she was. It seemed like she was like, I'm a dancer. Let me wear something that I could dance in, but elevated. It seems like was what she was going for, but it it just clashes so hard. It's a boot for me. <laughs> what are y'all gonna say, girls? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> are y'all booting or tooting? Boot. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh shoot! What happened, girl? Is the is the my internet messing up? <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're giving you. a tutor boot. Oh, boot. <laughs> Ooh, four boots Our with boot. the fur. Four boots. Heel toe boots. Um, boots with the fur. <laughs> with the fur. <laughs> the audience: sixty-eight percent to thirty-two percent boot. My burning question is: she is the smallest of the cast, but will she be the grand queen with the crown at the end? I don't know. No. How so? How tall do we think she is? How tiny is she? Five three. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's really my guess. I have, I have no idea if that's true. That's my guess. Maybe we'll find out. I had her at six because there's just something about her that I'm like, maybe she'll do well. She fe- she's got a personality. Um, I was the highest there. Janae, you were at seven. Ruby at eight. I slay at nine. So just falling down. She's just dropping down. Next up is someone um, who was doing well and then one person tanked. It is from Seattle, Washington, originally from Montana. It is Bosco. Don't let the laid back Seattle grunge vibe fool you. This fiercely competitive queen is all about femme fatale glamour with her razor sharp wit and an impressive arsenal of drag talents. Bosco will stop at nothing to bring the crown home to Seattle. Bosco's drag name is the name of her family's dead dog. She says that the drag in Seattle is diverse. There's a lot of alt drag. The queens in Seattle get irritated with her because she is usually not wearing a lot of clothing. Jealousy is a factor, as she says. She says her drag is equal parts evil and naked. Her motif is drag is slutty. First impression of her is really slutty dumbass. Then when you get to know her, she's a really slutty dumbass. She likes to wear her hair that is shorter than her actual hair. She says she loves villains. People think she's mean because of her eyebrows, but they're just drawn that way. And it helps her tell apart from other white twinks doing drag. At least she's self-aware. And if a queen comes for her, she is from Seattle. They do not do conflict avoidance. She will just leave. Listen, 
I'm just going to start off with my burning question. Seattle has sent many campy comedy queens to drag race like Jinx Monsoon and Bendel Lacram. Bosco has dry humor. Will she do Seattle proud or fall off the map like that other queen from Seattle who had an issue with their Uber? I just oh. want to say <laughs> that I'm getting, I'm getting milk vibes. I'm getting delusional. I am getting this girl audition a little too early. And you have her at 14. Completely. I last. have her at four. Janae at five. I slay at six. So we are all on the opposite page as you. That is... so you. Let me tell you something about this bitch. Okay. Because okay? I, this one, this one is the one that people are going to underestimate, I think. This okay. one is the one that people are going to estimate, underestimate. And this one, I think, is the one. I don't necessarily, I definitely don't do the same thing she does. Like if her drag is like slutty to a T, like I, I do not do that. But I think that like she has something that's going to cause her to do very well on Drag Race. And it's very, it's clarity on who she is and what she brings. Because if you can bring who you are and adapt it to each of the challenges they put in front of you, it's a wrap. Like you, you can go all day think she's gonna do that i think she's gonna do that i mean if part of the game is make rue laugh she's gonna make rue fall over because her her humor is so stupid it's like you don't expect her to say the things she does and you're like do i laugh at that or do i just smile and nod like uh, did, her did name, you laugh her, i did like her the fact that she said her name is based off of her dead dog i was like that's funny but also weird but i'm here for it it's campy I say, what do you think about Bosco? She, <laughs> you can tell she's a character. That's mm-hmm. the Bosco seems like the girl I would want to like hang out with. You know, like yeah. Bosco seems like the one to be like, girl, let's go get a drink and shoot the shit, bitch. You know, there's something a homegirl about her. There's something familiar. I like she's her. I like her. She's a lunatic. Girl. Mm-hmm. I am shook right exactly. now. As in nothing, y'all gonna say this. I am sick. So, I'm like, what? so the look, this look is by Jordan Don't Christensen. Worry, for the look. Now, I'm my prediction here is she's like, you're all gonna love me, but let's start off hating me. This look is terrible. It's terrible. I don't like it's not constructed right at all. Like it, it looked like it fell apart in her suitcase. Yes, it was all crooked and wrinkled, and it was not cute. And she couldn't sit properly it, and and it didn't hit the ground. <laughs> it didn't hit the ground. <laughs> well, so there is one detail about this look that we never saw in her Meet the Queens and in the photo. It's entirely laced in the back, so her bare ass is showing from the back of it. Oh, interesting. Like Good for her. The whole thing. But I was like, for your, like, you like, know the. Wait, go that ahead. Been, that could have been a runway. Like, you know the picture's gonna be from the front. Like, why make the most, you know, the, mo- the most exciting part of the look in the back where you know it's not gonna be seen? Mm-hmm. Then I was like, girl, I- I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, I am from the South. I- I- it's weird seeing this gown with no type of shape. You know, it's very like just string being. I feel like if she was going to do this, she would have to been really cinched, really cinched and taking yeah. that dress in so we get some sort of silhouette. 
I, I like yeah. her hair and makeup. Uh, I didn't quite get the look. I did not quite. She get wasn't it. padded, was she? No. No. Yeah, maybe maybe if she padded, she's like maybe like an inch on the sides, but you, it's really not there. It would um, been cute to see that little triangular shape down and just that. Mm. But yeah, look? no, th- this could definitely be, be one of those queens who's like, I you know you're gonna see me look better later. I'm gonna save it for you. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. I think I think that I think that's gonna be it. Does she look smart. like a lip syncer to you? Well, I don't know. Can- she she said she can dance in her Meet the Queen. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. And in her in her walking in her video, she's in these like stupid pleasure shoes. Do you remember that? She's in these yeah. like insane pleasure heels. She was moving. She she was moving. I didn't quite like that look either, but <laughs> I didn't quite <laughs> like that look either, but you know. she kind of but her like, Instagram looks are way better. Her Instagram you know looks are, she's serving looks on Instagram. Like, she gives me her, her like, self-aware Seattle, like, stupid humor thing combined with the way that she, like, the boots and things, like, and how she likes to present. Like, I see a, like, I don't see similarities between them, but I feel like these two would get along. Like, her and Bimini need to go on tour together. Yeah. I yeah. see it. Yeah, I, I feel like she's just kind of puts on this character for a drag, but she also is a relatable person. Mm-hmm. Where it, there, there, there's something about Bosco where I'm like, you look like an average person who got this chance of a lifetime. Where then I look at Orion's story, I'm like, you look like an average person who someone is blackmailing and put you on the show. She's the, she's the sneaky one of the season. She's going yeah. to sneak up on him. I'm excited. I'm excited for Bosco. Uh, the look, though, no, it's a boot. This one's a boot. Agreed. Boot. Boot. Boots. The audience, 54% to 46% boot. All right. Next up, we had a tie. We had a tie for the next spot. Um, and we're going to go in alphabetical order. Next, we have Alyssa Hunter from San Juan, Puerto Rico. The Huntress is on the prowl. As one of the most celebrated pageant queens from Puerto Rico, Alyssa knows her way around the runway and delivers stunning looks wherever she goes. She's here to prove that not only can she give a fierce look, but she has the performance chops to bring the crown back to her hometown. (coughs) Excuse me. Her drag name is inspired by Miss USA winner Alyssa Campanella, as well as Alyssa Edwards, while she lifted her last name from Miss Continental winner Danielle Hunter. She entered her first pageant at 16 years old, ended up winning, but she lied about her age while competing, saying she was 18. She says Puerto Rican queens serve always. Her reputation is that she is an artist. She says her drag is versatile. She's pageant and model. She loves to be her and does it with passion. She is a bitch to who deserves it. She does not sing at all, but she says she is the runway queen of the season. Now, I'm doing um, the Drag Race End of the Year Awards um, and I can already predict that this bitch is going to win trade of the season or trade of the year. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> oh my god! I haven't seen her out of drag. Okay. Oh my god! You're I'm you're a, you, oh, go oh, you're going right to salivate. Stunning. Well, let's not talk about um, out of drag <laughs> then. Ruby, talk about in drag. What do you think about Alyssa? I think she was to me the most interesting to look. One, well, one of the most interesting to look at from her outfits 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even when she was walking into the the playroom with the all the games, was she was a robotic one, right? Uh, I think so. She was, it was like black and she had uh, wires hanging out. Anyways, um, I like she's she has big shoes to fill by saying she she's inspired by Alyssa Edwards. I hope that she can perform that way too. I will not be surprised if she slays every single runway. And she was very fun to watch during her interview. So I'm very excited for her. I what place did I put? I put her. I put her first. You put her first. You're you're the highest honor. Yeah. Janae, you weren't as high. What's wrong with Alyssa Hunter? I I don't know, y'all. Okay, so I'm gonna say two things. One, I'm gonna say two things. I think that she is, because I also haven't seen her out of drag. I think she's. A gorgeous queen and I think that her runways are all gonna be I believe her that her runways are gonna be strong she strikes me as somebody that they're gonna look at her and think her runways are really strong but if somebody out creatives her on the runway if somebody out stories her on the runway she strikes me as somebody who's gonna be bothered by it because I see her succeeding as this at aesthetics but if one of these other queens is more creative and their runway tells a whole story or they have like a gag in their runway that really pulls focus from Alyssa. I think she's going to be bothered by it. And I just, I don't know. There was something missing for me. There was something, I can't quite explain it. There was something missing that I was like, I, I think it goes back to what Islea was saying about Jasmine. I'm not sure she, I'm not sure Alyssa Hunter has fully figured out the quality that could make her a winner of something like this. So my burning question on her is her name has been on the wish list for years. Will she live up to the hype or is she just one of those Instagram queens? Islea, yeah. wh- wh- what do you feel? The thing about her, I mean, she has the, she has the, uh, the report card, the track record. Like she is doing drag on a, her drag is never going to be bad, which is why I think she'll make it, you know, like, but I, w- I do agree that I, I don't know if her personality is shining through. I'm not known, I'm, I'm not seeing perspective. I'm not seeing, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing a singularity, you know? I'm not seeing this is her point of view, you know? The drag is good drag, she's creative, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering who is she? But I kind of think, is that the language barrier too? But I do, I, I am enthralled by her. There's something about her that I do like. I think I, I, think I respect her for the, the work she's done. And I think that will carry her for a while in the competition. The look is by Mitchell Aguilar, hair by Luova Wiggs. I think this is so cool and unique and very different because if you call yourself a pageant queen, you're not seeing a pageant queen wear this ever. So Mm -hmm. I think she's pushing herself here. Um, And the colors, again, work really, really well. The the, the lime and the pink, I'm here for it. Um, What do you all think? And she's she's uh from Puerto Rico, so we haven't. It's had the right Rico type of time. Like, <laughs> we haven't had a Puerto Rican queen since season eight, season nine. Yeah, so, I'm here. It's a two. It's two a two for me. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Seventy-two percent to twenty-eight percent boop. 
it's going to be interesting because again, Alyssa has been on lists for years and years, and now she's finally here, and we want to see a Puerto Rican queen go far. So we'll we'll see if the competition's going to knock her down. All right, tied with her position. Well, first off, I had her at uh, seven. I slay at eight. Janae at ten. Ruby, you obviously have her as your winner pick. So there's that. Tied with her is the 31-year-old from Fresno, California, Deja Sky. This pastel princess prides herself on embracing all her curves and swerves. Deja is known for her bold, colorful drag aesthetic and design skills. She's a sweetheart, but she has killer lip sync skills, which you got to watch out for. Her drag name originates from Beyonce's song Deja Vu and the crush she had on the character Sky in the kids' show, A Puzzle Place. I don't know it. I haven't Googled it, but I'm scared. She began doing drag in 2011. She says the drag scene in Fresno is small but mighty. She calls her drag curvy and colorful. She can dance the house down, but don't ask her to do the splits. She does drag as it is an extension of her personality. She was always um, fit, wanted to be a thick go-go dancer, but she knew she could put on a wig, get paid more, and there she is. She loves anime porn and hates condiments. <laughs> Janae, what do you think about all that? Deja. Deja was... I liked her. I liked Deja Sky. I thought Deja Sky was... I thought Deja Sky was funny. I thought Deja Sky wasn't afraid to be stupid. Like, Deja Sky isn't afraid to, like, act the fool. And I... Like, I like that about her. There's something... There's something endearing about her, about her like honesty and just kind of like put it all out there vibe. Um, I see her like, I see her doing well in comedy challenges. She's quick. Yeah. Yeah. I say, what do you think about Deja Sky? She gives me winner. Like I could, I could see her sneaking up out of nowhere and snatching the crown because she sews everything she wears. She's funny. She has a personality. She's gorgeous. She paints the house down. Boom. Like, she really gives me full package. She gives me the full package. Ruby? Well, I put her in my, I keep uh, spoiling ahead, but I put her in my top three because I feel like she looks great from head to toe. Like, the detail is incredible like all the blue light blue or science stuff she decorates she has on her outfit she has as earrings it matches her hair with the nails um and i think she she has something great to tell and to add to the show so i think she's gonna be in the top for sure luck is by herself hair by ghastly wigs bow by emma femme brulee I, I, I think it's interesting that uh, the color choices, it's like the colors you need to put the ink back into a um, printer. Um, and then she's like, well, wait, we need black too. And then her lips are black. I'm like, oh, wrong color choice there. Too dark, too dark. Um, she's proportioned right. And that is something um, a lot some big girls can't do. She is proportioned right, even though those are giant ass shoulders. Um, I feel Leg like of my they're shoulders. like... The leg yeah. of mine. <laughs> like you, you can like punch him and your hand will fall right in. But it's a good look. I think it's really cute. I love the look. I love the look. Toot. I, I like, love the color choices. I thought it was so cute. She looks like a character on that. Um, like the look and this, like her and Dragon, this moment 
Reminds me of a character on that, um, like Steven Universe. She looks like a Steven Universe mm. character. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Very like whimsical. It. I'll give it a two. She didn't confuse me at uh, her arcade look. I didn't understand it. I was like, girl, that's how you go to the arcade? <laughs> it was this strange. You said what? This look is a two. two. Oh, yeah, this is a two. Oh, two. The audience, 71% two, 29% boot. My burning question is, she's very personable and is very self-deprecating, but will she stand out in the crowd of big personalities? I think she will. I think so, too. We'll find out. All right. Next up, we are in our top four. In fourth place, from San Francisco, California, hometown Camden Town, UK, it is Lady Camden. Three cheers for America's Little Spice Girl. Born in the UK, but now living in Sacramento, this professional ballet dancer turned drag queen is ready to take the world by storm serving class and sass and living the pop princess fantasy she's always dreamed of she is lady camden because she likes to be regal but sometimes likes to be trash from camden she came to america to be part of a ballet company she represents san francisco drag because she fits in for standing out she says if she were the sixth member of the spice girls she would be garbage spice she is a trained ballerina and loves 90s pop she brings british wit with american sass and confidence I'll start off with my burning question. RuPaul loves the Brits. Will Lady Camden continue the dominance of the UK Queens or end up like Charlie Hyde's on the American version of the show? I am a little biased because I got to meet uh, Lady Camden way back when at DragCon, actually two years in a row. So I was like, this is amazing to be able to like see someone you didn't know um, but met through DragCon and then look where they are. I think that was the same year that I featured her and Jasmine um, on my Instagram together. So I think there's some uh, album somewhere where the two of them uh, are featured on Block Talk. Um, but there's something about her that I just know. She's very well-trained. She knows how to perform and she knows how to get Rue and Michelle going with the British humor. And we know that's going to be a huge part of what is going to keep her around. She could be um, a terrible drag queen, but if she can make the two of them laugh, it doesn't fucking matter. Didn't she say that was the challenge that she was nervous about? Or am I confusing? Of course. Of course she said that. And I think that's why she said it, because she knows she succeeded. She's She's going to make us be like, (laughs) okay, okay. Isaiah, what do you think about Lady Camden? I think she's, there's something tried and true about her. There's something, like, I trust her. You know, I feel like, I, I don't, I haven't even really seen much of her work yet, but it's something about her energy when she's interviewing. She had really good interview skills. She looked very polished, head to toe. She seems like someone who could represent the brand. You know, like she seems like the girl you want to talk for the franchise. Yeah. Ruby, what do you think? Um, I didn't I didn't have very high hopes for her, unfortunately. I think she might be another Charlie Hyde. Do <laughs> <laughs> something, Charlie. <laughs> Please do something. Um, I don't know. The mustache was a little weird. It was giving like she was trying to do a Sasha Valor, but it wasn't working. It wasn't giving it to me. So I mean, she does have like a sweet charm about her. So I'm hoping that she can win our hearts other ways. All right, all right. Janae, what do you think? You you are making faces. I like the bitch. I think she's I think there's something about her that's kind of fab. She's sneaky. 
she's sneaky there's something about her that gives me like <clears throat> her shit is ready there's something about her that like she unpacks her suitcase and she's taking out garment bags she's hanging stuff up being like this and this like i think the way that she gets to that like oh yeah sometimes i just like to be trash on camden and have a good time is because she knows her shit is handled like she gives me I, I mean, I say I know you have a theater background. Like I come from a theater background. Like I'm Ruby the no. theater background? No. No. But I, now. Are you coming for me? <laughs> I, I know that I know that all of them and I know that like she's a ballet dancer. Like when you come from the ballet world, you you know better than to come into any room without your shit together this bitch is sneaky she's going all the way i like her listen last ballerina we saw on the proper show it was brooklyn heights we also have seen lemon do the ballet thing the ballet dancers really do come prepared but what i think i'm also reacting again looking at the big picture of how rue was filming things they filmed this after filming um well there was a break in between i think but they filmed this after uk3 after the top three featured Ella Day and Kitty Scott Claus, Lady Camden fits in that mold perfectly. She's got the same humor. Neither of those two ended up in the bottom ever. I could see Lady Camden just sneaking her way to the end and we're all being like, wait, what just happened? I would be very shocked. Literally. I see her, I see her going all the way. I agree with Isla. I see this as someone who like a year from now could be hosting the season 15 reveal mm. and being like, yeah. Glam. I'm excited by her. Now this look, look by Kip Yanaga, hat by John Ross Thomas, hair by Marcos Wiggs, nails by nail by Adriana. The colors, perfect. Um, this uh, very similar color story to um, what June was wearing. Um, obviously the lime and the pink really do wonders, but she's giving you like this cabaret gender bending and still looking beautifully sexy. It, it, it's fitted well. Her body is right. Um, I'm, I'm here for it. Even the plush mustache on the cane. I am here for it. Because it's got that British sensibility while still being drag. I think she looks great. I don't like the mustache, but everything else looks great to me. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sure it's honestly, if, if it was a British reference, I would not be surprised. That just went completely over my head, but there's yeah. got to be something there. I thought it was like the Monopoly Man. Maybe. That, that could, could work. Is it not the Monopoly Man? That could be. That, that's, that, that, honestly, looking at it now, that there you go. Maybe that's it. I, I slay for the win. Oh, I there you go. I live. It's, it's one of those looks like she she's gonna, she sticks with what she knows she does well. She sticks to her strengths. She yeah. knows she's like, she's going to do a look that is going to be cute. You know, she ain't going to make a mistake like go Georges or Jasmine Kennedy. Ooh. You know, she's going to come in and do what she knows is going to work. I agree. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, Janae, what do you think about the look? Is this something you would wear? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Finally, Lady Camden. Like, <laughs> of, all of, the, of all of them, I was like, Lady Camden's look. I was like, bitch. I was what like, colors would you do? I I think I would do 
the blue and pink that George's mm -hmm. color palette did, but in this look. That yeah. top hat with the cane and the, I thought like, I agree with Isaiah, like, uh, I thought the mustache was in reference to like, if their whole thing was like Candyland board games type thing, I thought it was like, the cane was like, she holds the cane up to her face and it's Monopoly Man, like. Yeah, there you go, I, I, I see it now. It was like, I got like colorful, like whimsical, almost like, 1972 cabaret vibes from it like she's she's like i don't even know if she means to it just seems so layered i'm like i like yeah. it i'm here for it audience they're going with me i think i i'm giving it a toot 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 yeah 81 percent toot 19 percent boot i'm excited for lady camden i really think she's going to be a standout um we'll see we'll see does she have the highest percentage so far from audience of two? No, it was it, um, uh, June does at ninety five percent. Got it. Oh wow! Yeah. All right, third place. Third place. Uh, well, first off, Lady Camden's <clears throat> placements. I had her as my winner pick. Janae second place. I slay a seven. Ruby at thirteen. So kind of all over the place a little bit. But next up, third place goes to Dallas, Texas hometown, currency Los Angeles. It's Carrie Colby. The bodacious queen is all about beauty, hair, and body, yaddy, yaddy. From the legendary house of Colby, Carrie is a bold diva who tells it like it is while always looking flawless. She came to slay the game in true Colby style. Carrie wanted a name that started with a K so she could be part of the Kardashian family. Along with Cornbread Jete, she is one of two trans women of color to compete on the 14th season. Her drag mother is Miss Continental 2012, Sasha Colby. Her reputation in LA is for being that bitch. She can give pretty sparkles and makeup, but lives for high fashion. She's eloquent, articulate, and has a really big heart. She says that the strangest thing about her is that she used to look like her very own type, Jafar. When it comes to drama, she will not be disrespected and will look them straight dead in the face. And she holds petty, prettiness and beauty as a high standard in drag and feels that there are those who make up for it in other ways, AKA comedy, that are not fully realized. I say, what do you think about Carrie Colby? I am hooked. Like I did not expect to be so enamored, but she's she's gorgeous. And you, but you think that's it, you know? Like when you see her, you think that she's only gonna be pretty. And she's and when she's talking, she's so eloquent. She's Absolutely. you know she is. She has a message. She's here for community. I'm like, oh, this is the type of queen I want to win the season. You know, like that. In terms of her platform, I live. I, I'm not too familiar with her work. I know she always looks gorgeous. She turns looks. I'm not sure about like if she's like she's her. She had personality. Her personality showed through, and she has a sense of humor. I'm not sure if she's like an actress or nothing like that. But I'm rooting for this one. Me too, Ruby. Um, I kind of agree with Isaiah. Uh, not really sure what she's gonna bring to the table. Um, she's very beautiful. She's very, she has the full package basically. Um, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what she's gonna bring. More, more, more else other than beauty. I don't know if y'all seen all the girls perform. I haven't seen them perform. So I like the, the performing part of it. Tonight, what do you think? <laughs> I think <clears throat> I will start by saying Carrie Colby surprised me in her Meet the Queens. 
Harry mm-hmm. Potter surprised me in Henry the Queens because I agree with Isleya in that I thought she was extremely articulate and I thought she was extremely, I thought she presented herself extremely well. I still want to see what she does on the show. I said to, so I said to my boyfriend, I think that Kerry Colby, win, lose, or whatever, will be incredibly successful if Mm -hmm. on the show, she allows herself to have one moment where she is okay being an absolute fool. Because when you look at someone Mm. like that, when you look at someone that presents as stunningly and like, so like visually, just gorgeously as she does, I think it's easy to assume, oh, this is somebody who is strictly aesthetics. That's really it. And if she can allow herself to show the human being, the silly, like funniest, most irreverent, but heartwarming parts of herself on TV just once, like I don't see a place in like the country or the world that wouldn't want to hire her. I think she's... I think she of anybody in the cast has the most potential to go from like, take the platform and run with it. I agree. That's why I don't think she's going to win. But I, I, I'll be honest, honest, I don't think that Kerry Colby is going to win RuPaul's Drag Race. I think Kerry Colby has the potential to be extremely successful for having been a contestant on it. Right. Like like other contestants. Oh. Like, like Bimini did. I see Kerry Colby having like, a similar success level that Tace had with her season. Like, Tace did not win, but Tace went on to do such incredible work. And I think that Carrie can, I think that Carrie can be an incredible leader and like role model and someone to aspire to in the queer community. She is gorgeous. She's living her truth authentically. I, just have a great time. Like, I hope, yep. she has, I hope she has the best time. My yeah. burning question, she is an unofficial legacy and has been rumored for years. Will she live up to the hype? And we'll see. I think everything y'all said is is, is accurate. Um, the one thing that does scare me is she kind of did poo-poo on comedy and, and didn't see it as an um, important aspect of drag. And this is Drag Race. This is a big part of what Drag Race does. So, um, yeah, she's going to have to make herself be okay looking like a fool um, doing a challenge maybe where she plays a character that is ridiculous and stupid because that's also when the audience falls in love with you. Yeah. Very true. It's going to be hard. And I think that's going to be her obstacle. Her obstacle is going to be, is she going to be okay with being seen as something other than pretty? Yep. No designers listed on this look, um, but she wears it well, as RuPaul says. Um, It's gorgeous the color is beautiful the hair is laid um it looks like she's falling out of the heel a little bit because it looks a little small but just the detailing of the heel it's kind of cool i'm here for it it was my favorite look it was my favorite one she looked gorgeous Mm -hmm. Uh, this is one of the looks that i would definitely wear this is a this look was cute in that color too? She, wore it twice, honey. she said, I'm going to wear this in arcade too. <laughs> you can wear this in every color. <laughs> yeah. So it's a toot for me. Toot. Toot. Audience 79% toot, 21% boot. I'm excited. I, re- I really think Carrie's going to be an interesting and an important character for the show, and I hope she does well. 
Um, my other thing is I'm curious to see how she's going to interact with some of the campier queens. Like, I don't know how what kind of conversation her and Lady Camden could have. Exactly, yeah. We'll find out. All right, second place. Do you want to guess who it is? Who? Who's left? Willow Pill. That's it. It's Willow Pill, 26 mm. years old from Denver, Colorado, currently living in Chicago. A quirky little pill, this queen digs deep to deliver a wicked sense of humor and a darkly eccentric drag style. She is season 11 winner of Evie Oddly's sister, so expect the unexpected from Willow Pill. The name Willow comes from the character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Will, out of drag, has a rare chronic illness that required frequent blood draws and multiple types of medication, which later was the inspiration for the last name Pill. She has been diagnosed with cytinosis, a kidney disease that causes problems with her eyes, throat, and muscles. She had a transplant when she was 14 years old. She says she is shy and gives off a quiet impression. When you get to know her, you become horrified. She is perceived as sweet, but genuinely hates people. I think we all can relate to that, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> Ruby, what do you think about Willow Will Pill? How old is she again? She is 26. She, I don't know why, but her makeup gives me like such like baby queen, like 21 mm -hmm. years old, like I just got here. But I just, I saw her as a boy and the transformation is insane. Yeah. I was like, wow. Um, I think her look was amazing. I love that she just had those yellow and blue and her outfit just looks amazing. Of the details, it was from head to toe, one theme. Um, what else? She's definitely weird, like um, Evie Oddly. And I think that's going to keep her in the competition for a while. She's going to bring an edge to the competition. Hey, what do you think? I think that I think she's someone to watch. I think she's someone to watch because I think the audience made this mistake oh. in season 11 with Evie and I think people are going to make this mistake again with her like I often so Evie I made this mistake I look at Evie Oddly's track record on Drag Race and the work that she brought to Drag Race and honestly I think that what people fail to realize is like especially when you make your own stuff like what Evie did on Drag Race is what a lot of norm like normal people would do on Drag Race. Like if I ever got that call, I don't have $20,000 to spend. So I think I'm grabbing like, I'm grabbing like three grand from saving some fabric and hoping for the best. And I think if you have the creativity to do that, like Evie turned it because she brought her creativity and she brought her weird and made it her. And Willow has that same sort of quality that like, I think the other girls are not gonna like her. And I think that she is gonna sort of like, she seems spicy to me. She seems spicy and she seems kind of like, fuck y'all, I came here to do what I came to do. Like, I think, I think she, I think she could have the potential to also make, like be a finalist for sure. Well, my burning question is Willow seems like the underdog of the season, like her sister Evie was. Will she be able to find her way to the end or will she be an early out? Isleya, what do you think? Oh, honey, she'll find her way to the end. She's authentic. She has a story that she has everything you need for Drag Race. She has the story. She's not afraid to tell it. She's vulnerable, but also she has taste. Her arcade look was my favorite arcade look with a sweater. 
And then this one was one of them. That had to be top three, this uh, moment she did here. She she's another, she is a full package queen. Easy yeah. front runner. Very easy, young. Like, she reminds me, I don't know if you know her because she's now moved since, but um, she reminds me of Seraphim a little bit. Mm. Just that quirky that. weirdness. Um, the look is by dear friend of the podcast, Pierretta Victory, hair by Diabetti, and print by Finn James. Um, this is so cool. It's so it's cool. Different. It is cool. so fucking toe. good. It is so good. Yeah. And I like it. She took a very, like, I'm not going to say a standard drag silhouette, but it's pretty, like, it's a pretty, it's a silhouette I've seen before. But literally just that print, it told me so much about who she is. I, it was it was so smart. I thought I thought the look was it, very smart. It's a very classic feminine uh, look. It's it's very mm-hmm. vintage in a way, but the print makes it look like it's something new and refreshing and modern. And mm-hmm. if that's Willow's perspective on drag, that's what the show needs to keep moving forward with. So she I'm very like, excited. She looked like a drag Vanellope from Wreck It Ralph. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh, work, work. I was impressed with that. Yeah. It's a toot for me. Toot. 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 Audience, 80% toot, 20% boot. I have her at three. Janae at three. Isaiah, five. Ruby, five. So we're, we all have her probably in the final episode, one before. We don't know. We'll, we'll, who knows how many episodes this season is even going to be? Thousand? Well, well, last season was 16. 16 for season um, 13. It's okay. Yeah. We don't have lives. It's okay. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> All right. We have two people with this person as their winner pick. One person at second place. I apologize. I had her at 10. Um, but she's still the winner on the podcast. It's Cornbread the Snacks Jate. Uh, 29 years old, originally from Columbia, South Carolina, living in Los Angeles, California. The bakery is open and cornbread is being served. This LA queen is a performance powerhouse with a deliciously sassy personality. She will leave you gooped, gagged, and gandered and wanting a taste of what she's cooking. Her drag name is derived from when she was watching a prison show and a lady who shot her cheating husband while eating cornbread. The people in the prison would not eat cornbread with her because she shot her husband, so her name was Cornbread. She said if she ever became a drag queen, cornbread is what's going to be. Alongside Carrie Colby, she is one of two trans women of color on season 14. Cornbread is the drag daughter of Calypso Jeté Balmain, the season one winner of Legendary as part of House of Balmain. They have been best friends for over 10 years. She rose to fame after doing sketch comedy on Brandon Rogers' YouTube channel. She paints pretty as she says you can't do campy because her numbers are already out loud. She says you get pretty with a voice like Morgan Freeman. She doesn't do numbers over three minutes and 30 seconds. She is scared of the runway will be slippery and she doesn't want the show to do the slow-mo edit for her. Oh, and she also wants good craft service food. She doesn't want to win because she was big. She wants to win because she knocked out the competition. Janae, why is she your winner pick? Cornbread, cornbread is, cornbread is a star. Make no mistake. Cornbread is a star. That is somebody who is like the level of authenticity and the level of just like genuinely herself that cornbread is, is astounding. Like she is a queen who if she's in New York, I'm going. Like, if she were a New York girl, 
that like other drag queens would be like, girl, I'm getting ready early because I'm going to go catch cornbread before I head to the gig or I'm there every week. Like she's so dynamic. She's honest. She is personable. She looked snatched in both looks. Make no mistake. Like both looks were snatched. The hair is right. The makeup's right. And if she can showcase like openly and so like authentically who she is on the show, what what could realistically stand in her way? Like Rue always says that the secret to Drag Race is just to be yourself, to be the best version of yourself. This is someone who I feel like is arriving, ready to do that. So my burning question is not necessarily a shade to her, but the fandom has already made comparisons to Silky Not Meganosh. Will Cornbread be able to stand on her own or are there already going to be preconceived notions? Now, Isleya, you got her as your winner pick. Why is she your winner pick? Baby, <laughs> she, in this whole cast, she's the one your eye goes to. You know, like she's the one who, when she opened her mouth, you just, you're like, what does she have to say? What, what is that? She's hilarious, gorgeous. I will say, uh, I think so. her looks, her looks are polished. I didn't quite understand the concepts or how they apply, but I, you know, she looks, she understands her body and she understands, just understanding your body and understanding your silhouette is gonna make her a uh, fierce on that runway. She just has it. She is the winner. I'm sorry, crown it, <laughs> crown it. Ruby? I do have to say that they are both correct on everything that they said. Um, I have cornbread on my top three, and um, both of her looks were amazing from head to toe. She had um, the, those blue horns in her hair. One of the she was those were the horns that were not crooked on the whole thing. <laughs> there were some horns that were like lopsided and stuff, but her hair was put together. She was put together from head to toe. She was she had something to say. She had something to bring to the table. She. Um, you could tell just by her speaking that she was like emoting everything. And it was just, she's definitely in the top three, top. She could win this for sure. He's hilarious. And that's going to be the big part of it is like, wow presents wants to make sure whoever they crown or whoever they're going to have as a, uh, as part of their show and franchise is going to be able to carry, you know, a future uh, YouTube series or, or whatever. She's going to be I, able to do that with I, the greatest of ease. I think that she said this was her first time auditioning or something like that. She said she would never audition until she was ready. Yes. And I believe her. Yeah. I mean, Michael, you said something interesting that I like, I really fucking hope that this fandom doesn't do to her. Like the silky comparison already coming in are annoying. I saw her tweet that though. She tweeted it. She's joking about it. She's not taking it serious. But like, I just hope that the fans don't treat her the like the way that Silky mm -hmm. Nutmeg Ganache got treated was yeah. unacceptable. And yeah, cool. I just hope that the fans don't, because of compare, like, and I say the word fans, but people who behave that way are not fans of the show. Right. They're right. just like, at, essentially at that point, internet trolls. I just hope that they don't take those comparisons and then match that in how they respond and react to her. Cause like- yeah. The, the thing with Silky is the show made Silky out to be this amazing megastar and it just didn't translate on stage. 
I don't think that's the case with Cornbread. I think Cornbread has, you know, the looks to back it up the way that Silky just never did. So we'll see. <laughs> I, I'm very excited. Again, like I'm looking on the Drag Race wiki. She looks like Silky. Silky is her drag mother. Blah, blah, blah. Like it, it's it's just ridiculous. Um, and it's just like, in. I'm almost like, stop comparing black big girls. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Cut that shit out. Yeah. I think this look is great. Look by G's for Godoy. Hair by Wigs by Cross. Nails by Nail by Joseph. I don't know what the concept is. But I like it. I mean, you want to talk about matching the noodle losers? She matched it. Mm-hmm. Is your hair at the house on boots? She got it. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I, 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 my biggest question is just what is what's happening? <laughs> I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of that peplum under her under her titties flaring out right there. I don't. I, I, I didn't quite get that silhouette, but she looks it, like she looks fine. Like it's a soft two for me. Like it's fine. Yeah, it looks expensive. Yeah. It looks like she paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, it <laughs> I looks don't very quite expensive. Know what the story is. It's a two. I think it's mm-hmm. one of those looks that, like, it's one of those looks that I think when she's like at the right angle, like when she's standing or when she's in movement, like when she's in motion, it gives the full effect of what it needed to give. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. like sitting in a chair, you're only seeing that much of it. I could see what Isley is saying, where she's like help me see the fuller picture mm-hmm. yeah th- this is like a movement look. in a different world than the look and i'm like why are there branches going down your leg i just mm-hmm. yeah i think the colors are great on her and i a lot of that is why i'm going to give her a two because it just is unique and fun and and again some big girls don't know how to work their body she does and this is um a good example of it so i'll give it a two 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 Audience, 89% toot, 11% boot. So what I like to do is discuss very quickly the Instagram count before we get to the start of the season because usually those will rise, fall before as the season goes on. Um, do you want to make any predictions who the number one most followed queen is? Oh. Um. Uh, I have no clue. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm gonna say maybe like Carrie Cole, Carrie Colby. Okay. Maybe yeah, Carrie Colby probably. Carrie, Carrie or Alyssa would be my guess. All right. Okay. Um, in last place is Orion Story with twenty point four k, then Deja Sky twenty two point nine, June Jambalaya twenty three point five, Angeria Paris Van Michaels twenty four point six, Lady Camden twenty six point four, Jasmine Kennedy thirty one. Alyssa Hunter, 32.5, which shocked me there. Diabetti, 39.2. Bosco, 43.2. Maddie Morphosis, 44.9. Willow Pill, 48. In third place, Georges, 49.2. In second place, Carrie Colby, 58K. Number oh, one, man. Cornbread Jete, 65.3K. Very well so, deserved. Yeah. <laughs> That's is this the first time we've seen this a black girl that's getting followed for most and right the most followed it is you know it, 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 to start the season yes, yes. okay and and it's it's a discussion that's happened a lot and um that was just part of why I wanted to make sure we discuss this one because this should be a celebration that the two out of three are, well no three out of three um are queens of color 
Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen like that. It just does not happen. And I think this needs to continue. Um, because again, looking at this cast, it's a very beautifully diverse cast. And say what anyone wants to say about Maddie Morphosis, it's still a diverse cast. And mm-hmm. I think no matter what, maybe some of these queens don't have um, the full star quality we saw out of some other seasons as a whole. But I'm excited to see them rise to the occasion and become superstars. Because that's part of the game, too. I mean, yeah, I think, like, you you raise a good point, Michael, of, like, everyone who's ever been on Drag Race, even, like, the people on their original seasons who we were like, oh, that person's a superstar, looks back on their own work and was like, I was, I was, I had no idea. I had no idea what mm-hmm. I was doing. And so I think, like, I don't know, for, <clears throat> I mean, Ruby, I say, y'all can probably relate to this, but I don't know, it's kind of heartwarming and motivating to see a cast of queens who are really good at what they do, but like, not like, oh, this person had like 100K on Instagram already and was already kind of famous. And then they just put them on the show. I mean, Drag Bible, all these these YouTube channels who do the wish list things, how maybe two, three, four of these queens were on those wish lists before. This should give every auditioning queen hope that there is a chance you just have to be authentically yourself. Mm-hmm. That is exactly. Yeah. Now, with uh, our discussion, any surprises of where people landed based on our four predictions? I was shocked at Maddie Morphosis, but I guess it makes sense because they've gotten a lot of press. <laughs> it's true. Maddie having as many Maddie having as many followers surprised me. I was like, oh, work, work. Yeah. I wonder. Hey, maybe the, it's the- a lot of straight girls who are thirsty. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to Listen, we thirsted over the boys. Maybe the straight girls are thirsting over Maddie. They're like, finally, they have a chance. We can attack. <laughs> and they do say the I, biggest uh, watching point is women of Drag Race. Like, women yeah. are the big. Okay, I didn't think of that either. Okay. Have y'all seen the memes about Maddie Morphosis competing on the show? No. What, the ones with Lip Sync for Your Life photographs by Nickelback? The ones <gasps> on this show. For the thing is that we're going to have a Mr. Brightside lip sync. Oh, my God. <laughs> we deserve you know, it. Not to really, like, dive into it, but, like, he, even the way he talks, it's kind of butch. It's it's a little more masculine. And that's I'm excited to see what they're going to bring. No matter what, it's a first for the show. We're going to keep talking about it. It's not We're not boycotting it because there's a straight man on the show. It's still a celebration of an art form. Yeah. Well, where can we find y'all on social media, Venmo, and any projects coming up in 2022? I slay a kick us off. Baby, you can find me on Instagram and Venmo at Islaya underscore official. That is Islaya underscore official. Honey, in the new year, just look at my Instagram, girl. You know, she's always booked and busy, honey. I don't even know what I got going on. Go find out the rest. Janae, what, what, what you got? Uh, Instagram and Venmo are at Janae, J-A-N-A-E, say quoi, it's French, underscore. Um, yeah, I mean, 2022's got some exciting stuff, so stay tuned. <laughs> Ruby. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ruby Slam, that's R-U-B-Y-S-L-A-M, S-L-A-Y. Oh my God, I messed up my own name. S-L-A-Y-M. And my Venmo is 
ITS Ruby money, ITS Ruby money, because after you send it, it's my money. There you go. Well, it was such a pleasure having you on the panel to talk about Drag Race Season 14. Thank you so Thank much for you. having us. Thanks, Michael. A huge thanks to Islea, Ruby, and Janae for coming out. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theomenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.